Hello, welcome to another episode of Pixelated Perspectives. My name is Tanya Verquin, and thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode is 33, and we're looking at the role of unresolved emotions. It's a GNM perspective of the emotional components of ongoing symptoms or chronic conditions. If you are brand new to the show, Pixelated Perspectives, and you're not familiar with German New Medicine and the five biological laws of nature, then please head back to the few of my first episodes where I go through the five biological laws of nature, and it explains what the fundamental framework of GNM is. It explains that every so-called disease, quote-unquote, is really a significant biological, meaningful program of nature created to assist a person or animal during unexpected distress. So in order to really get value out of this episode, it's recommended that you familiarize yourself with the biological laws of nature, and the explanations then will just seem much more clear. So we're going to get into this right away. Stay tuned. Oftentimes in life, circumstances require being viewed from alternate perspectives in order to gain new insights and awareness around them. Like stepping back from a painting of little shaded squares until it reveals the clear intended picture. Welcome to Pixelated Perspectives, the podcast intended to offer new perspectives into your health and overall well-being explained through the lens of German New Medicine. I'm your host, Tanya Verquin. I'm an artist, family woman, and nature and life enthusiast. So let's get into it. Ongoing symptoms or, you know, quote unquote, chronic conditions. These are something that most people, if not everybody, experiences on some level in their life during some part of their life. Examples of ongoing symptoms, you know, over and over, it could be weeks long, months long, years long. Examples could be, you know, quote unquote, allergies or asthma, arthritis. It could be what is diagnosed as Crohn's disease or IBS, uh, psoriasis. Anytime we have ongoing symptoms, and there isn't a mechanism of injury before the symptoms appeared, then we know that there must be an emotional component to keeping those symptoms in an ongoing state. And when I say ongoing, it means symptoms can totally go away and then be triggered into flaring up again. And a lot of times, conventional medicine will not have an explanation for it. Or you can get tests upon tests and still never be satisfied with an explanation. And then you're usually given some sort of pharmaceutical drug to deal with the symptoms, having never having true relief from the symptoms. And if you go off of the medication, a lot of times those symptoms are right back to where they came from. So that tells us very, very clearly there is an emotional component to the condition. Knowing GNM, and again, I'll just quickly review the first biological law, you know, which is all about if there wasn't a mechanism of injury preceding your symptoms or one's symptoms, 
then there must have been an unexpected conflict shock. Something that one went through, a distressing and emotionally charged uh, situation. And that, in turn, caused a biologically meaningful program to set into place, set into motion within your biology to help you cope with the conflict, cope with the distressing event. And that is essentially the first biological law. So understanding this aspect, that when one goes through an unexpected conflict, shocking experience, and it's emotionally charged, the psyche in that split second of that situation or event or conversation, whatever it may be, that psyche identifies and experiences a very subjective, specific way. Now, it's very subjective because as individuals, we have our own values, we have our own opinions, our own beliefs, our own experiences. And this is what makes experiencing things differently from one person to another. So it's subjective based on our past beliefs and, and like I said, our values and whatnot. But in the moment of a conflict shock, an unexpected distressing event, your psyche will make a split second choice on how it perceives it and in return affect a very specific part of the body, a specific organ or tissue. And what happens during that, that time of conflict, this conflict activity, is the body undergoes physiological changes on a cellular level to help the person or animal best cope with that situation and until it's resolved. Once it is resolved, then the body again makes the physiological changes in reverse to bring back the unit, the body, to a level of homeostasis again, into normal functioning. And that is the two phases of what happens during these unexpected conflict shocks, okay? Provided that there was a resolution. Now, in all of this, because the psyche first has to determine how it experiences that distressing event, there's going to be emotion attached to this. You know, anytime we have a stressing, conflicted event that we're dealing with, there is emotion. If there wasn't emotion, then it would not affect us. We would, our body would not feel the need to undergo physiological changes to help us respond. It just, it wouldn't have the need. But because there's intense emotion, and usually if it's a conflict, the, the emotions are very dense. They're heavy, they're slow vibratory, they're what is labeled as negative emotions. So because there's emotion involved in the very split second of the onset of a conflict, those emotions oftentimes become trapped, trapped within the body and psyche on some level. And even when a person resolves the conflict and is no longer experiencing that distressing event in any way, shape, or form, the psyche can still hold on to that emotional trauma. It, it's stored within the body, and this is very, very common. And most of us, you know, we know this as uh, emotional baggage. I'm sure we've all heard that term before. And so this is a common thing. And not only is it held within the body, but on a subconscious level, you know, the level of the psyche. 
So typically when we experience chronic conditions or ongoing symptoms over and over and over that just don't go away, at least permanently, a few things can, be hap- can happen, but they all have within it an emotional component. So either the conflict is just not resolved yet, meaning the distressing event is still, they're still very much in a conflict active phase where they're still very um, preoccupied with the problem, with the conflict. And, you know, they're dwelling on it. They're constantly talking about it. They're not getting sleep. They don't have a very good appetite. So these are indicators that someone is in a conflict active phase, which of course, if there's no resolution, if there's no resolve to that conflict, then we're going to experience indicators of being in a conflict active phase, which is this ongoing stress state. Now, there could be a cycle of triggers or tracks that sets one into a conflict active phase. So if we know that one resolved the conflict and they're no longer preoccupied and dwelling over the situation and they, they have and feel a sense of relief around it, well then, yes, it resolves. Anytime we get into a resolution, we've finished and we're, we're no longer in a conflict state, our body moves into the healing process, the healing phase. And this is 90% of the time we get symptoms. So whenever symptoms are showing up, it is the indicator that we are healing from an unexpected conflict. Okay, so you're on the other side of it. You've, you've gone through it and now your body is doing what it needs to do biologically on a physiological level to restore the cells, restore the tissues and the organs back to its state of homeostasis. But within that, there could be triggers. So someone could run into a track and all a track is, is it's a trigger that reminds you of the original conflict, the distressing situation. It's the psyche's way of protecting you from not having to go through that same type of conflict again. So that's what a trigger is. That's what tracks are. Let's say we're talking about somebody who has allergies to animals, like let's say a horse, like my husband. Well, anytime that he sees a horse or goes near a horse, his body, his psyche automatically will put his body back into a state of conflict activity without him even realizing. Then he gets away from the horse or the horse moves away from him. He forgets all about it. And then he's put back into a healing phase where now he's going to go through symptoms. And these are the typical allergy symptoms when he's got stuffy, runny nose, his eyes are itching. Um, Sometimes even his breathing is affected. This is the psyche's way of saying, hey, look, remember what happened last time you were around a horse. And in fact, the whole reason why he developed a so-called allergy to horses was when he was a young child. He was on a horse at his relative's farm and a really distressing event happened. I don't remember whether, whether he said it was He fell off the horse or the horse kind of reared up and bucked while he was on it and it really, really scared him. And that was his original conflict shock. That was his original distressing event. And from that moment, he's always had 
so-called allergies around horses and really around anything to do with the farm because that's where it happened. And his psyche took all of that information when he was a child during that event and he, it recorded everything. So where he was, what he's seen, what he smelled, you know, what he, was he doing at that moment when his conflict shock was experienced. And so there was an emotional component to that. And because he still to this day has allergies around horses or a lot of farm related things, we know and understand that it is an emotional component still. The psyche does not yet feel like it's out of threat. It's, it's still somehow tied to that original conflict. And now he has tracks. Now, being a grown man, he understands on a, you know, a very conscious level that he's not in any danger anymore around horses, that he understands that happened a long time ago. He was a completely different person. He perceived things differently than he does now. Even though he gets this on a conscious level, his psyche still hasn't accepted it because if it did, he would no longer have reoccurring symptoms of allergies. So that's when we get into the emotional component. This is just a really good example of how something over so many years can be still dealt with, even though the original conflict is, is completed. Um, there could be like self-devaluation cycles within the whole program. So let's say um, he gets, you know, triggered there's a horse and or he just the thought of having to ride a horse or use a horse in any way he's been talking to people and they said we should go on a trail ride right let's let's do some hunting on it with a horse because we can access the area and go up the mountain way easier on a horse and and that's happened before so you know the thought of that will put him to that instantaneous conflict active phase again and then following with the healing phase which is when his symptoms show up and because of that, just because that he's still having to deal with this allergy and it kind of angers him, it's like now, even on top of this, he's got this self-devaluation, a level of like, what is wrong with me? There's something not right. I just can't get rid of this allergy. And so this sets up like another track. It becomes a track of its own. And so every time he experiences an allergy to this, he feels bad. And feeling bad, that is the new track. This is how these can happen. You could see this with somebody who experiences, you know, any sort of chronic condition. Think of arthritis in the hands. If, if it's suddenly flaring up and you have an artist needing to or and wanting to paint and their hands are flared up, their arthritis is flaring up, there's a lot of pain, a lot of discomfort, a lot of inflammation well if they feel bad and horrible and and think that there's something innately wrong and you know they're just not good enough they can't do what they need to do do what they want to do they can't perform in a certain way that in itself that feeling is another track so that is again another emotional component on top of the original conflict shock that went you know, probably way, way back, that's started the original reason for the development of arthritis. So 
there's many components that our emotions can be involved and are involved, especially when we know there's no mechanism of injury. So there has to be that emotional component. So how does one go about, you know, finally bring in a resolve, like a lasting resolve that means not having to deal with any more triggers? Well, there's many ways to go about this, but it has to begin with understanding, first of all, why you developed the symptom in the first place and making that correlation, that emotional correlation to the first biological law. That's why understanding the biological laws are so imperative because it helps you understand that there is a very meaningful, purposeful reason people experience symptoms, like anything beyond an injury, okay? Something that didn't start out with an injury. If it just came out of nowhere, it just showed up one time and now they're dealing with it ongoingly. There was an unexpected emotionally distressing event that they first had to, that they first experienced, okay? That was the original onset. Now, when we understand that when the body presents symptoms, these are not malfunctions of our organism. This this isn't the body making mistakes and fighting against its own cells. And these are not random. So these are very, again, significant, meaningful symptoms. They're showing up because most likely one has resolved from that original conflict and now the body is physiologically augmenting the cells to bring the organs and tissues back to its homeostasis. So we need to understand there was an onset based on a very emotionally charged event. And when we resolved it, there's going to be a healing phase with symptoms. Anytime we're dealing with inflammation, pain, swelling, fever, these are sure indicators that your body is in a healing phase. So most people in, well, in the conventional narrative of medicine, anytime you're dealing with fever, inflammation, pain, swelling, these are dubbed as so-called infections, okay? And then people go and take medicine, you know, they take antibiotics or anything to clear up their symptoms, not understanding that their body's healing. And those are symptoms of healing, not of the body going into this state of malignancy or malfunctions. So this is what has to be understood. So first of all, getting back to the biological laws, really understanding what nature is all about, that you are aligned with nature. These laws affect every organism in nature, including single-celled organisms. So they don't pertain just to animals. They don't pertain just to people. It's everything within nature. So that's the first thing. The second thing that we can do to finally resolve ongoing conditions is that we have to be mindful about our self-talk. What are we telling ourselves when our symptoms arise? What's the dialogue that we're, we're having with ourselves? Are we making ourselves feel bad? Are we making ourselves feel guilty? What are the words that you're telling yourself? What are the thoughts? Oh, I have this chronic cough. Um, oh, it just, it gets me every time. And, you know, it, these are like affirmations we're telling ourselves. 
are we saying something's not right within that part of my body? Something's not right here. I'm not right. Or I have a bad knee. You know, my, I, can never, I can never do what I want because of my bad knee. Like what is it that we're constantly telling ourselves? When symptoms arise, and even when symptoms aren't there, let's say our condition, we've got a little bit of relief from it right now because we weren't triggered, we didn't step on a track, well then you don't even have to have a symptom, but if someone's like, well, let's go for a hike, and you're someone who deals with knee pain, chronic knee pain, you're going to say, no, I can't because I have a bad knee, and there's, you might not even have the symptoms at that moment in time, right? So what is it that we're telling ourselves? regularly over and over that acts as uh, affirmation to your psyche to your subconscious mind it's literally programming your mind to continue on and perpetuate the condition so once we get aware of our self-talk that's when we have the ability to start shifting our thoughts and our inner dialogue if we don't become aware of it then we we have no idea that we need to even change that right? So that's the second thing is just awareness around your inner dialogue. And that's really, really powerful. We we really need to understand everything that we tell ourselves reinforces beliefs. It reinforces the psyche, the subconscious mind of the messaging to continue the significant biological program. Because you're giving your psyche the message that you're still within a distressing event. You're still having issues. And so the psyche believes that you're no longer out of threat. And so it has to continue that significant biological program. Okay. So we really have to disconnect, make, or maybe make the connection that there is going to be emotion tied to it. There's going to be some level of self-talk you are repeating. And we have to be able to recognize that and then disconnect. We have to change the story. And that can be hard to do, but there's a number of therapies you can use. You can try EFT, tapping, emotional freedom technique. It's just a really efficient way of releasing and clearing emotional trauma from the body and the psyche. Um, We can use the emotion code. So there are many modalities of energy healing where you can identify trapped emotions and release them, clear them out. And the emotion code is something that I'm certified in and have been for the last decade. And I do regularly, not only on myself, but many clients to help with just this specific thing is releasing the emotional component from the original conflict, from that original distressing event. And most of the time, not every time, but a lot of the times it does clear up. It, it takes that emotional component out and the The symptoms just fade away. There's also hypnosis. Hypnosis is one of the quickest ways to bypass the conscious mind and really start communicating with the subconscious mind or the psyche to reinforce a new belief that will change the current pattern set up. Um, So that's really powerful as well. Again, these are just some therapies that can be used to change the self-talk within you. It's very common that once a person is has been explained the GNM perspective of why they experience certain things, of why their body is responding in that way, 
it's common that you know the symptoms will go away they will eventually just fade away because they've made that psychological correlation that there's a reason there's a very meaningful reason behind the condition and the ongoing condition and sometimes just making that connection is all one needs to clear up chronic conditions this isn't always the case and that's when we use the therapies that i just mentioned just so that we can we can come from another angle but like i said there are so many instances where just making that emotional correlation that's just enough they've they understand enough of nature and they trust nature enough to know that their body's not malfunctioning and that there was a purpose behind the symptoms or the conditions and now they feel safe to allow their body to fully heal release the tracks release any triggers and be completely done with it so all of this information and any of it can be found on learninggermannewmedicine.com it's actually learninggnm.com i'm going to have that link in the show notes as well i'm going to have a email link for anybody who wants to have a one-on-one consultation with me where we will discuss chronic conditions if that is something that you are currently dealing with and where we use the emotion code to help tap into whatever emotions might be contributing to the ongoing conditions or symptoms. Also, I've been teaming up with my brother and we've been doing some German New Medicine classes in person. These are in-person classes only for now, unfortunately. But if you are local to the Olds Alberta area, then I highly recommend you sign up for our classes. They're just a way to get involved and to really understand GNM. It's great time to ask questions. The first class is always an, like an introduction to German New Medicine where I go through all the biological laws with examples. And the following day we've been we just started doing an advanced GNM class where we get into a very specific topic. So l- this past month it was all about digestion. What is the conflict themes around all the issues, the digestive issues? And um, we went, we took a deep dive into the whole digestive track from a GNM perspective. So understanding why there are digestive issues, first of all, and what's the natural resolution of them. And then next month, or sorry, in June, we've got uh, an advanced class coming up. We're going to talk about Um, the skin so any skin related conditions or symptoms and it's called skin deep so it's it's skin health from a german new medicine perspective so if you're interested in that or you want more information on that i'm going to leave a link for you to uh, send an email in about that so there's lots of ways to learn gnm to get familiar with these biological laws of nature because whether you realize it or not whether you know them or not they still apply and so when we have laws applying to us we might as well learn them so that we can align our life very um, intentionally around these laws they become useful right it's it's like the law of electricity if we didn't know if we weren't aware that it was working the law of electricity we wouldn't know that we could have light electricity we wouldn't know we could plug a lamp in and get light 
right? Well, it's the same with these. Once Dr. Hammer discovered these five biological laws, now we know how to apply them in our life, how to make a practical information. And this is the significance about GNM is it is very practical. It isn't just a theory. It is literally practical knowledge that we can apply on a day-to-day basis. So I hope that this was really helpful. If you have any questions or comments, there's going to be a link for my contact info in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will catch you next month. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into this episode. If you found some value in it, please consider subscribing and leave an honest review in iTunes. I'd love to help get this information out to more people and go ahead and share it with a friend. You can reach and connect with me at tanyaverquin.ca or on the socials at tanyaverquin.